millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, it is Leslie Lois Unfiltered giving you a recap of The Bachelor every week, but this time it was a little different because it was the women tell all. And of course, I've got my friend Jasmine on the line because we were both anticipating this show. Did it disappoint? Were you happy with how it it all played out? You know, uh, this is probably my favorite episode just because (laughs) everyone's true colors just really comes out. Um, And I think that, I feel like I got a lot out of it. I mean, even like watching not aired clips, you know, it felt really good to watch. Yes, and I wasn't sure exactly how they were going to kind of get into everything, but, you know, they started out right away um, talking about the drama in the house. And one of the things that was brought up was the... I never say her name right. Jessica? Wait, no. How do you say her name? Jessenia. Jessenia. I don't know why I have a problem saying that. And her and MJ and the two-on-one date thing and how um, that kind of all played out. And one of the things I learned was that MJ said she did actually take responsibility to Matt privately, which they never showed which explained a lot to me because she's like, I did open own up to him. I said yes to him that I did say that's that stuff. And I apologized for it. And I wonder if that ultimately was why he sent her home. Cause it was kind of weird because of course editing and they made it seem like you didn't know what his decision was going to be. Yeah. I think that there's a lot that they don't show us. And that's kind of upsetting because they only give us like a, you know, really dramatic stuff. <laughs> but like when she saw that, I owned up to it. I'm like, no, you didn't. You didn't own up to it. Exactly. So how are we supposed to know? Like, we, I honestly thought Matt sent her home just because in his gut he knew that MJ was lying. But then if she owned up to it, like, how are we supposed to know? I know. I thought that was. I'm like, again, I think they that helped hype up the drama. Uh, on the bachelor's part, which I think, you know, there was a lot of that. So that I wish they wouldn't have done that. I wish they would have shown that she owned up to it. But I agree. And when they replayed the clips of, you know, the ladies walking up and, you know, they're, they're two on one and, you know, really hyped it up. You know, they have the little image in the bottom corner of the screen showing the girls and the whole time MJ's rolling her eyes. And, you know, I just don't think that she really took any of it seriously and she still doesn't think she did anything wrong. Yeah, I could see that. I, I actually agree on that with another person also, because um, then they brought up, they talked to Ryan, who uh, was being called a, a whore because she was a dancer by none other, none other than Victoria, who I think stirred a lot of drama in the house up. Um, and I, Victoria, to me, she uh, I, she's very much, uh, I don't know if it's narcissistic, but she's very much all about herself because every time she talked, she turned it around on herself, almost like we were supposed to feel bad for her. And so when, when Chris started to talk to Ryan about it, and and Ryan talked about this whole thing and being called that on national television. What does Victoria do? She goes and says, well, are you an overly sensitive person? Because all this stuff is being said about me on the Internet and there's memes about me. It was all about her. And I'm like, just take responsibility. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because you watch 
I mean, the whole time, she, she's very self-centered. She's very narcissistic. And she doesn't have, like, a filter, but I don't think she has any social awareness of the things that she says. <laughs> and then later on in the episode, you know, they bring on Matt. And the whole time, Victoria has just been, like, stone cold. Such a – she has RBF so hard. <laughs> and then Matt comes on, and she loses it. She just starts bawling her eyes out, and I'm like, what is going on? It's so strange. Oh, I was so annoyed with that whole thing with her interaction with Matt about that. I was just like, look at, again, it's all about, oh, poor me. And, and I was emotional and I'm like, oh my God. And Matt was way too nice. Way too nice. Yeah. And I think her crown is just like, oh. like now. I'm glad though that some of the other girls though, like, when back with the Reinhold the thing that the other girls like called her out though as well, I'm glad that they were like whoa 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 wait a minute. <laughs> right, they were, and then we crossed into this line where you know Victoria's like, well, you called me a bully, and it's kind of like, well, you were being a bully, but then the other girls hopped in and they're like, yeah, well, we don't think bullying is like the appropriate use of the term, and it's like, yeah, because you were part of the larger mass who was bullying. So, I know. You know. Yeah, because then Katie kind of became, they were almost trying to make her the villain saying, because, um, you know, she talked about rewatching the show and how hard it was for her to see that whole thing. And then women started to jump on her that she shouldn't have said anything to Matt, that there was no toxicity in the co- in the house, which there was. Hello. And um, I was proud of her that she actually stood up. I And I don't, I wish they would have shown something of the girls that were being bullied a lot, like Ryan and Brittany, who they did talk to. But they also probably should have spoken up more too, because she was kind of standing up for them. And they kind of kept quiet because a lot of the girls were jumping on Katie as she was the instigator. And I'm like, no, I think one of them said there wasn't, the house was not toxic. And I'm like, uh, yeah, it was. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that Katie owed it to Matt, especially to kind of bring up those things because, you know, he's going to have a life with one of these women and like, he needs to know, this is my opinion, he needs to know the kind of woman he's going to be with you know because like he had mentioned before and like chris had said before you know at some point in the episode you know matt's not a part of this he wasn't a part of this franchise so he didn't really know how things worked he wasn't really a part of the the decisions that were being made so you know he was missing a lot of really need to know information especially about how the house was being exactly that's what i just didn't understand and and so then they um he brought Brittany up to sit in the hot seat and um she was probably is well, up until a couple of weeks ago, was the one that was really, her life has really been affected because Anna had put out this rumor to everybody in the house and to all of us that, that Brittany was a escort, a high-end escort. And she talked about how she's been dealing with that since she got back. And it's been, you can tell, it's really changed her. And, and I thought it was uh, interesting and, and important for her to say that when she came on the show, she had, she's a she's normally a very bubbly personality, outgoing, strong, confident. And she said within 24 hours, that was all like knocked out of her, which was really sad to hear. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I think everyone has a different opinion of, like, what a joke is. But I think MJ really was manipulating the situation to say, like, oh, well, it is a joke because I went too far, you know, because of other women. But that's not the case. She kept going, and she's the one who was instigating. And um, 
or um, Anna and everyone on top of that was was instigating. So it's kind of hard to be like, yeah, it was a joke when clearly it's not a joke if it's not funny. Right. Like she even said, she goes, I didn't want to be around my family. Um, for a little while, she wasn't texting friends back. She was super, so embarrassed. And now when she Googles herself, that's the stuff that comes up first is these, you know, rumor, you know, bachelorette or bachelor on the bachelor or whatever. She's, you know, rumored to be a, a, a call girl or an escort, you know? And I'm like, that sucks. Cause she's like, that's stuck with her now. Right. And I actually laughed a little bit when Anna said, well, you know what? Chicago's a small town. You know how many people live in Chicago? I was like, Chicago is not a small town. <laughs> Millions of people live in Chicago. So when you say, like, oh, it's a small town, and I keep getting messages from, like, your ex-boyfriends and your friends from high school, like, what, what do you mean messages? You mean one, two, three people? Or are you getting, like, hundreds of DMs <laughs> that this girl is a high escort? Like, you're kind of being a little bit dramatic. Exactly. And I do like the uh, that Brittany said, you, you know, words can really affect you. And that's so true because they're like, oh, you know, it's just words. But no, those words have consequences. And I, I mean, later when Matt talked about this, he, I, I appreciate that he's like, he's not perfect. And everyone says stuff. Um, but I don't know. Anna was like, <laughs> when she was trying to, trying to defend herself. And I, and I thought it was classy of Brittany to accept her apology because Anna did apologize again. Um, and she said, admitted, I can't, you know, undo what has been done already. And, but she a hundred percent apologized. Well, the damage has been done now, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's gotta be one of those learning lessons for her. Big it time. Seems like a very rehearsed apology. Like, look, the damage has been done and I'm sorry, but like, I don't know what else I'm supposed to do. You know, when Brittany's like, Hey, you could have reached out, you know, I don't want anyone to give you hate or to bash on you because words hurt. But you know, there was, Yes, I agree on that. And I thought uh, Brittany took the high road, you know, kind of saying, look, I don't want this to happen to you or, you know, you get um, like what she's dealing with. I thought that was pretty classy of Brittany to, to kind of yeah. take I, the... I, mean, yeah, I, I, do, I agree. And I think she turned the situation around. Um, but yeah, words do hurt. And that was something that Exactly. And then from there, like, uh, I think they wanted to kind of lighten the mood. So this is where we find out that there were uh, no, no wonder. I'm like, it seemed like we weren't seeing a lot of stuff that we usually see. And it's because there's like three different dates that they didn't show. I don't know if it because it ended up not looking good for TV but I was like, no wonder. Like I, I'm like, wow, they just went to a cocktail party. Like they didn't have a date all day. Um, so I guess I would argue that the clips they showed, the the ones that were unaired, were better than the ones that were showed. Like yeah. I was upset. I know because the one of them was like the ring in the in a box, but the box was full of like different kinds of insects and stuff. Would have freaked me out. <laughs> it was like the Bachelor's um, uh, Fear Factor. Yes, it reminded me of. <laughs> And then they had like this pancake eating contest where the girls had to eat a stack of pancakes and then chug down a big giant j- beer. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh my gosh, all those tiny little like very thin petite girls were like, I don't want to eat that. And I'm like, you got to do it. <laughs> and then there was a hide and seek date. <laughs> I'm like, wait, why didn't you show any of this? 
That's very. I know, and they were all like funny moments, like good, like candid, like real moments. And they they always show you know what looks better um, and what they think people want to see. But hopefully after this, they'll start showing some of that like raw stuff. I know. I was. I I, I would love to know what the reasoning was for not airing it. What they thought why it was better to show I almost felt like they felt they felt it was better to show the drama going on you know which I think just got us all riled up because I like it was a turnoff to me though instead of showing those fun dates they're showing all this drama which I, like wore on me during the season yeah and you know so I've mentioned before that my fiance watches with me and so when they brought on Matt, you know, he was a little bit disappointed because one of the things that he loved about Matt was that he wasn't part of Bachelor Nation and the franchise. And it, during this entire interview, he sounded like he was coached by someone who was in the franchise. Like, it sounded like very robotic, very rehearsed. It wasn't like it was coming from the heart. It sounded like he really was a part of the franchise, which, I mean, at this point he is. But, you know, we all loved him for being unique and outspoken and confident about who he is. And then he ended up just being a carbon copy of someone else. Oh, wow. That was a great observation. Wow. I know, for a dude who doesn't want to admit that he loves himself, <laughs> he's pretty good. <laughs> well done. <laughs> wow, that's so great. Now I'm like replaying it in my head how Matt was now. And it made me, now I, it's got me thinking. I did. Yeah, it was a lot of like. Thank you for saying that. Aaron. I know. You know, I really appreciate what you what you're telling me. You know, stuff like that. Oh my god! Yeah, that was annoying to me when he was like, "Oh, thanks, I appreciate that." Or when I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I was. I, I was also an. Oh, I. Oh, I was. I, I also was annoyed by like a couple of the girls, like. Um, Abigail and uh, Piper because I'm like Abigail why didn't you ask him like why didn't you give me a one-on-one date like and said she was like thank you um, for you know this is I've learned a lot and it was a great experience and and I'm like what (laughs) I know and you know again just to echo what I said before like now she has this platform where she has you know this it factor she has this thing that's affected her life and she wants to make an impact, you know, with the hearing and deaf of capital D community, you know, like that's what she's using her platform now. Cause I follow her on social media just because I'm curious and she shares a lot of her life stories and everything. So, you know, at least something good came out of it. And gosh, I would hope that she would be someone who's chosen to be the bachelor. I know. I, mean, I have no idea. Well, and also speaking of that, that was, not, this is not on the show or anything. I just saw this recently about her. So I guess people were asking her, her, like what her background, her heritage is. And she is, um, part Korean. Her father, uh, her f- biological father is Korean, but she is now, now I think, uh, she has a stepdad and cause she showed a picture of her family and she, I think has two brothers and her sister plus her mom and stepdad. So and and yeah, I saw that too. And I actually, a, a part of that, I saw that you know on on the show, she told Matt like, "There's a chance that if I have kids, you know, like th- that my kids could have the same thing." And so she, like, I was thinking about it. I'm like, okay, so it's obviously some sort of biological, you know, something. And so she put in a post that I saw the other day that both of her biological parents can hear. So I'm wondering. 
I don't know. I'm just like very interested about her and her story, and I just want to keep learning more about her. Right. I know. I think she would be such a great pick for The Bachelorette. I'm crossing my fingers on that. Um, and before she came on, too, to talk about, which I was so excited when she came on, um, Katie got to talk uh, also. And um, I, she wasn't the only one that said this. I think Piper said the same thing about how they both got blindsided when they were le- like when Matt said goodbye to them because they were so super focused on their own relationship with Matt that they weren't paying attention to these other relationships that were much stronger and I'm like, that must be so hard to be to, to in that type of situation to be able to like turn off, like not like I'm, I don't see you, I don't see these other relationships. <laughs> I was like, but good that's for you. How you're supposed to? That's how you're supposed to take this, right? Like you're not supposed to be paying attention to other relationships because you should be growing in your own. So the fact that they were so confident and sure and they were blindsided was kind of interesting to all of us. Like I think it's really weird when they go on a date and everything seems and they're kissing and they're holding hands and they're snuggly and then they're sent home and I'm like well what just happened yes you know, like if you had any idea why would you do any of those things like that's the kind of person I'm, I am yeah and more so too with Piper because he had kind of said um, that they he felt they were on the same page, and he had expressed some feelings he was having towards her, so I can see totally why she was like, "Wait, what you're sending me home?" Like, <laughs> I think it came down to, I think Michelle was just a stronger connection, which I think that they are great together too, but I agree, you know, that <laughs> she was, I did not expect Piper to go home at all. Yeah, <laughs> she obviously didn't either. <laughs> And then we come to, yeah, (laughs) and then we come to Serena, who sent herself home. Uh, That was a very interesting um, thing. And I, it sounds like, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like, I guess she still kind of has, feels she made the right decision, but I feel like she's going to have that type of doubt with anyone going forward, not just Matt. You know what I mean? Like, I think she's going to, that self-doubt's going to creep into her head, um, you know, well, when they did that yoga date, uh, yeah, she was extremely uncomfortable, and I'm surprised that he even kept her at that point. But I know. I, I right, and I'm watching this episode last night, and she they replay the clip where she tells Matt that I just don't think you're my person, and I literally just like folded in half into fetal position because Aww. I was so it was so cringeworthy, like to have someone tell you like. Hey, I know you have these feelings for me, but I just like don't think you're my person. Like I feel like there could have been a nicer way to say that. It was just very like straight through the heart. You can see it on his face too. It was cr- it was hard to watch a second time when they replayed it last night because I was like, oh man, to see his face again be like just so like devastated, like he didn't know what to do. And I think like of course you know we all have our own quirks to try to kind of like process things and like he licked his his tongue across his teeth and stuff and I'm thinking that's him trying to hold back his emotions right now you know and I really noticed it last night instead of more so than when they actually when it aired that was tough you know but when they edited it all together it almost looks like they were putting together like oh Serena do you think you made any mistake and then Matt you know they cut in an image of Matt like looking really serious so (laughs) part of me thought that maybe they were going to try and reconnect I know. Well, they purposely did that when they were teasing for the show. They, you know, he asked her, you know, do you have any regrets or, you know, are you 
still like think you made the right choice or made a mistake or whatever. Um, and it made it, the you know, the way they edited it, it made, it made it look like she could be like, yes, I regretted it, but she's, she's good. She, I think she still wholeheartedly believes in, in her decision. I saw this really funny meme that was like, um, it says, do you regret your decision? And it's a meme of Serena looking into the camera and over it says, how do I politely say no? And so it's just funny because she was like really sure about her decision. And I think it was a good one too. Like she had a very mature response like, hey, I just think I would have been taking something away from you, you know, because there are women who are here who know that they want to be with you and that's just not me. So I respect that. Yeah. And um, again, we talked about this a little earlier, but when Matt comes came out, what do you think of the beard? Um, no, <laughs> I don't think I don't think anything of the beard. Um, like I like his hair shorter, like it was. Yeah, you know, it starts to get a little bit long towards you know this end of the season, and so I like his hair shorter for sure. The beard, I. I I just don't like it. I mean, there are some people who, like, I'm actually not really a big facial hair person. Um, and then I met my fiance, and he's like, <laughs> he can grow out a beard, and I really enjoy it. Which is weird. But, like, um, I don't like it on him at all. Do you? No. I Maybe if it was, like, trimmed, maybe. I'd like to see it, like, a lighter version of it, or even a goatee. I don't know. But, I mean. Yeah, no, I agree. Not as Not as, like like long and thick. I think it needs to be a little bit more tamed for me. Yeah. And I think he thinks it makes him like, he said he's matured or something or learned a lot from, from being on the show or something. I, I don't know if that, this is his way of making it seem like he's older. Cause it does make him look older. <laughs> it does. Yeah. <laughs> it's just different because, you know, we haven't seen him with a beard like that. And so, <laughs> When they showed the previews, I was like, uh, maybe I'll like it. You know, when I watched the women's hall and then all the, all the whole episode, I'm like, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know. The girls all seem to like it, whatever. Of course, they're, what are they going to say at that point? Because <laughs> <laughs> it was just funny because they all seemed uh, almost to try to be way too nicey-nicey. You know what I mean? Like, but maybe that's because yeah, they realized. I think that they were like, yeah, I think they were all like, Oh, yeah, like, we appreciate you, and you, oh. we obviously, we've opened up our hearts and learned a lot, but it was very human. I know. I was just like, come on. <laughs> you have this I opportunity. Really, really give it to them. Like, I really wanted them to be angry, but they weren't. And that's, that's cool, too. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I'm like, oh, dang it. I, I, I would need closure on, you know, so many things. I mean, Piper tried to ask him, but he kind of evaded the question in a way, I feel. Like yeah. He... I feel like that's uncomfortable. Like, for like to be in that position, I probably would have done the same. But um, I thought that probably the highlight of the whole episode, and I told Ryan that I, I really felt like I got closer, is when Chris brings up that there was something that people were pointing out during the entirety <laughs> of the season. And immediately, I was like, yes, I'm going to get the closure that I need because it bugs me. And they bring up the fact that he kisses with his eyes open. I, and he says uh, to us, he, he loves eye contact. And I'm like, listen, eye contact involves two people with their <laughs> eyes open. So what are you looking at? I remember one of the girls saying that they um, just, like, took a peek when they were kissing and she realized his eyes were open. And she's like, no. <laughs> I had heard something about 
I, I I saw a meme about that like a couple weeks ago, but I didn't realize it was like all the time he did that. Every time. You didn't notice? Every I... single time he kissed someone, his <laughs> eyes were open. And they always pointed the camera. I think at some point the, the camera people and the producers were like, hey, let's change the angle of the shot because like we want to make it look like his eyes are closed. Like, I, I don't know. He thought that it was normal because, you know, he says, oh, I want to see, like, how beautiful they are. It's so great. And I'm like, oh, this is weird for me. Like, I don't know if I could be into that. <laughs> and I, his excuse was he never, like, knew that you weren't supposed to have your eyes open. Uh, <laughs> for... Someone should have told him. I mean, growing up, someone should have said something. <laughs> I guess that's that's funny because, I mean, I – I don't remember if if anyone said you should close your eyes. It just came naturally. <laughs> I know it's kind of an uncomfortable. Like I guess now I should probably double check with Ryan before we make it official. You know, during our wedding, maybe I should keep my eyes open to make sure his are closed. <laughs> or start, yeah, start noticing now with that. <laughs> yeah, just to make sure all of the, the boxes are checked off. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Um, I have to say, I mean, the women tell all, like you said, I usually look forward to seeing it. It wasn't, I don't know it. What I, maybe I was having too much of high expectations and it maybe didn't meet them. It was good, but I wish there was more information, I guess. There just seemed to be too nicey nice. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like I got a little bit more because they showed us unaired clips, but I also feel like, like in the past when they, I don't want to use, I mean, I'm going to say it, but it's going to sound dramatic. Like, when they pit women against each other, they normally have them sit, like, right next to each other. So it's more intense, right? Like, everyone is socially distanced. People were on opposite sides of the room. And I don't know if you saw this, but Heather was at the the women's tell all. Did you see that? No. Yeah, so I saw pictures this morning, actually, that people had caught Heather at the women's tell all. She was sitting, like, in the back with the girls off to the right, like, Chris's right. But they only showed her, like, back in her hair, and that's how people noticed. But they never showed her front facing. Wow. Yeah, because, like, that was, I mean, she just got, I mean, like... I think that's weird she was even there, but, because she was only there for half an episode. But, like, I I think that I got what I needed from it, just because I also think I'm done with this season. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think... I want to know what's happening, like, towards the end, but this season has been, like, pretty draining as far as, like, a show that wasn't supposed to give me actual drama. I know. (laughs) There's a lot going on, on the show and off the show. It's crazy. Yeah. And I think that, like, it was also kind of surreal. We don't have to go into, like, deep, deep, but it was surreal seeing Chris there and knowing that that's probably not going to be, like, a forever thing anymore. Maybe. Who knows? But I know that, um... You know, Chris has been a part of this franchise for years and years, and I just can anticipate a lot of changing. So maybe that's what this franchise needs, you know, like a little bit of a fresh start, because I think they were doing that when they put Matt in this position, because, you know, him being, you know, someone who's not a part of this world, like that was refreshing to me. Right. So I think I want a little bit more of that. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what they what they do, and maybe they'll do that with The, the Bachelorette. I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. But and and so I don't, know. I don't know. It sounds like next week's not the finale, though, right? So I think there's next week and then the week after. Yeah, I think I heard something about like the after the rose was pushed back a week, 
And then I heard, I mean, I don't know, I heard a lot of things, so I'm not really sure. I know. I just know next week, it sounds like, um, and they showed the clip last night, that his dad, who has not been in the picture, I mean, since he was a kid, Matt was a kid, shows up. And uh, right away, I'm I mean, like, who better to start drama than the Bachelor franchise? I mean, I know, of course. I was not shocked by that at all. <laughs> but and I'm like, well, of course he's, of course he's going to come on. His his son's on a national, you know, big television show and stuff. And of course, you know, like, would he have come and seen him if he wasn't on the show? You know, <laughs> I'm no. thinking not. I mean, people, I mean, I'm assuming. He just might be putting his dad into a box, but like someone in that position, when they see someone in their family get wealthy or famous or get attention, they're going to show up, you know, just because they want to be a part of that or they want to be like, yeah, that's my boy. I raised him. It's like, I don't know, but, um, do you have any, like, do you have like a, a number one person that you want for the bachelorette? Uh, well, Abby's my top get person. And my second person, I, I think, is Michelle, actually. I really like Michelle. She went me over pretty fast. I know. She just came out of nowhere and just, like, we fell in love with her. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, Abigail is probably my, my top, you know? And yeah. I really do enjoy Katie for her, her candidness. And I know that she's making waves and making change, you know, with her platform. So I think, like, a part of me would kind of like her because she kind of reminds me of Hannah Brown, like, that spirit and that, like, boldness. Oh. And so I, I enjoyed Hannah Brown's season. But and I do like Michelle, you know? I think Michelle deserves to be a candidate for that position, too. Well, I know there was a lot of rumors about, and there was supposedly Katie was going to be the next Bachelorette. But then if you follow reality Steve, he's come out and said that no, uh, that. Katie is no longer in the running to be Bachelorette, and they don't know if that's because of changes that the show wants to make or if Katie decided uh, to decline it. We don't know. Yeah, and I think that, that whole, the whole Bachelor franchise is kind of under scrutiny right now, so I think I don't think they want to make decisions as fast as they normally do. I think they're trying to put a little bit of more attention and thought into it. Um, or they're just trying to hype up the drama again. I don't really know. I can never tell. I know. I think that Abigail would be a perfect choice. And I think a lot of people, like, really love her. Like, a lot of people want to see someone from a different community. I mean, I I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But I was just curious, you know, who your top pick was. Yeah, it's it's been uh, ever since. Like, if, if Abby couldn't be with Matt, I thought she should be the next Bachelorette. For sure. I agree. And they, because people are like, well, usually, it's usually one of the top four people. I'm like, it doesn't have to be like, and you know what I mean? It shouldn't have to be someone who's in the top four. It should be who they, who would be, represent well, you know what I mean? And who would be a good person on the show. I'll think about Claire. Claire wasn't even a part of the, the whole, that whole community for years and years, you know, when they brought her back for some reason. So that's true. You're totally right. It doesn't have to be a top four. I think history has shown that it's, been the top four normally but um i think every now and then you just need like some new blood in there just to kind of get everyone excited yeah like, by the way claire and dale are on and off and on and off and i just i'm exhausted of that already i know too. yeah are they still on because <laughs> they weren't I, I think so I yeah think i've seen photos of them like walking around and holding hands and like 
going on walks and, you know, all that good stuff. So and she's I'm not we- quite sure. And she's wearing the ring again. <laughs> oh, she is? I yes. That. Yeah, I heard that. I read that somewhere that she, uh, in Bachelor Nation or something, that someone posted too that, like, that she, she's been seen with the ring back on. Oh, my God. I know. Claire, she's she is literally I mean, all about Dale's drama. Story, but I think, yeah, I I don't know Dale's story. I kind of you know heard maybe why they broke up, but I think that Claire has a lot of issues. She probably <laughs> needs to work through herself. Exactly. Because, you know, whatever Dale did, it probably did, probably doesn't look good that she went back and they got back together. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't. I guess it doesn't surprise me with her you know what i mean no she, it seems like she has very volatile no, relationships other, no i agree one of my other favorite couples which is like not a popular opinion is ari and lauren and i don't know if i brought this up already but you know they're having twins oh i heard something about that oh yeah they um after so alessi is their first and they just found out a handful of months ago, a few months ago, they shared that they were pregnant. And then they shared later that they're pregnant with twins. Oh, wow. So I thought that was really cool. I know. She's going to be so big. I have to <laughs> I'm s- so excited. Pregnant very big. <laughs> I have to say, I was not a fan of theirs, only because of what happened with, with Becca. You know what I mean? Like, he, I wish he would never have done that to her because he really hurt her. But it does seem like those two are very happy together, so... Yeah, you know, hindsight is rough because hindsight is twenty twenty, which is funny because twenty twenty is now behind us. <laughs> hindsight. But hindsight is hard because, like, right now, I can see this this life that they're building, and I thought that Lauren was going to be the one that he chose, and when he chose Becca, I was like, oh. All right, you obviously feel what you feel, but I don't agree with you. And then that whole thing happened, and it was kind of it blew up in his face, which I felt really bad for him. But I also think he did it to himself. So I just want everyone to be happy, you know. I know. And to put someone's heart at risk like that, especially on national television, it's just like it hurts more. And that happened. That happened once before, years ago. I think Melissa was the one he had picked. I can't remember the bachelor's name, but he was the single dad. Oh, they brought them on. Yes. They brought them on to talk to Ari about like, oh, we were in the, I was in the position. Yes. Like, oh, I don't think you want to be like announcing that to people if you were in this position because it looks like it sucks. <laughs> yeah, he had picked somebody else and, and the girl he didn't pick was my pick, you know, and I was just like, what is, I, got, I remember being so upset about that, but then of course they got together. I was so happy when they got together, so... <laughs> Yeah, because then Melissa ended up being happy, and then those two are are still married and happy, and so it all worked out. Yeah, totally, and I think that though this show is, like, not traditional and probably not the best way to find love, it obviously, people do find love, you know? Like, so at the end of the day, I have to believe in love, and I have to, you know, follow that for people. Yes. Well, it'll be interesting to find not out. My journey, though. No, not, I like not the kind of way I want to find love. Exactly. I like to watch it from afar. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And I think about like being put in the spotlight like that. I mean, I'd like to think that I'm a good person, but I think about like my past, and I'm like, oh my gosh, do I have anything weird that would pop up that like people would find? Like, I don't want to be put in that position. I'd rather just 
stay where I am. Right. So I just think, like, the whole thing, you put yourself into a position where you could get hurt on many levels, you could tarnish your reputation, you could, you know, have lots of things come up that you don't want to. So I just think it's, a, it's an experience I do not want to ever <laughs> be a part of. Exactly. And you don't have to because you found love. <laughs> Yes, I agree. (laughs) Well, thank you again, as always, for joining me. I love hearing your perspective uh, on this. Thank you for having me. I have so much fun. And I love hearing your fiance's uh, perspective. He's a hoot. He is so great. And I enjoy it too, the, that male perspective. Yeah. This like, crazy thing is it's interesting. So I appreciate it too. Yes. So next. Makes you feel less crazy. Yes. And next week is uh, Fantasy Suite. So we'll find out who the top two are. Or maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to make my prediction today before I forget. So I can like bring it up next week. Okay. Uh, go ahead. I'll give you my prediction then. Okay, top two. I think. Okay, wait. Who is in the top three? It's Michelle. It's Rachel and Brie. Rachel and Brie. Okay. Well, I think. I think Rachel is at the end. Um, just based off of like how everything's playing right now. But I, I think it's going to be Michelle and Rachel. I agree with you. I think Brie is the one that will get sent home. Yeah, and I honestly. Yeah, you're right. We know a lot more about the other ones than we do Brie. So I know that she gave up her dream job to be here, so I hope it's worth it. <laughs> I know. I want to know what that dream job is. <laughs> yeah, I know. Me too. <laughs> okay, well, you have our predictions. Uh, what are your predictions? Let us know that, too. Uh, and let us know your feedback uh, on what you thought of the Women Tell All. You can catch it. And then next week, we'll talk about what happened on Fantasy Suites. Awkward, awkward um, episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you again for having me. Thank you for joining me, and we will talk to everybody on the next Leslie Lois Unfiltered. Yay. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.